This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Midweek Fix on the LFC Day Trippers. What an intro that was. Smooth. Smooth as usual. Uh, I'm your host, Keith. Tonight, I'm delighted to be joined by Chris. Chris, how are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. We're having a power struggle, me and Chris. Chris keeps pressing buttons and I keep pressing buttons and we don't know who's in charge. I'm in charge, by the way. Just remember that. I'm in charge. Um, I haven't, We haven't done one in a while, Chris. Have we even been on in a while together? Um, it's like it's like Liverpool fans of FSG, mate. We're fighting over everything. That's it. Yeah, this is it. What can we say? What can we say? Um, Ma, how are you? I'm pretty good, Keith. How are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah, pretty good as well. You know, no. Complaints. Last time I saw you, you were pretty. Uh, you were pretty stressed out. What was wrong? Well, we had just fucking shat the bed against Manchester United. So yeah, but we were having a point. So you know, everything's good. You know. All's, all's fair and friendly when you're doing it over a Guinness. Um, but look, we won't talk about that Man United game if we don't have to. Um, and Laura, delighted to be joined by Laura for the first time. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Well, I'm excellent. Besides moving back and forth between the top spots. <laughs> well, this is what happens. It's a power struggle. What can we say? Um yeah, tonight we're going to look forward to the opening game of the Champions League um, for Liverpool away to Napoli. Uh, a familiar foe, it must be said. We've played them what feels like nearly every, every couple of years. Every season, it feels like. Every year. Yeah, it just seems that way, doesn't it? And it's it's a game that it, it's never an easy one. Um, Chris, we'll start with you. It's never an easy game at Napoli, is it? No, it's horrible. I think the last time we won there, we had Roy Hodgson as manager. Which is a horrendous thought to think of. That was the last time. I don't think Klopp's ever beaten Napoli. I think that's what you're saying. His press conference. He's never beaten Napoli in two or three attempts. So I was yeah. like, bet him in a friendly. I was at the Aviva Stadium. We bet him five nil. Great day. Uh, Thought he were easy. Then they slaughtered us. So yeah. Then they also beat us three nil. A friend the following year. We we're like, oh for fuck's sake, these are yeah, yeah. But I think last time we played Napoli in the group stage was after. Uh, when we got beat by Madrid in Kiev, then we played Napoli in the group stage next year and went on and won it. So you know, yeah. So ever, ever ever hope there's there's a there's a positive spin to look for it, but we need to get something from the game because I'll be honest, our away record so far it's not been the best. As I said, we look we look pretty shaking our three away games alone, which is not ideal. And the side's going to be interesting because I don't think he's got a lot of rotation options really. You know, Curtis Jones is out. Looks like he's had a reoccurrence of his stress fracture. Carvalho is touch and go for the weekend. You know, Arthur's still getting his fitness back and Thiago, he's fit. But, you know, would you really throw him in after two days training with his record? Yeah. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. But I'm looking forward to it. I think they've got a couple of injury doubts with their, a couple of their main guys. But um, I don't know how much of that is just a bit of mind games. You never know. But uh, it's a different appetite to what we usually play. I think they've got rid of a few there. Established names, your cooler valleys of the world, yeah, yeah, people like that. So, I think it is more of a bit of a younger side now, isn't it, Matt? I think, yeah, some of the names have definitely uh changed from our previous visits to them. And I mean, like, they're currently doing quite well in Syria, you know, sitting near the top of the table, scoring at least a couple of goals every game on average. So, uh you know, don't watch a ton of Italian football, so it's not like I can say that I'm up on you know, some of the new players that were there, but uh, Koulibaly being gone can only help us. I mean, he was a class defender when he played against us every single time we came up against him. So, you know, I'm not upset of seeing the backside of Kaladu Koulibaly and hopefully that opens up something for Mo to find his mojo and get back into the groove. And no, and no Milik now for Alisson to make last minute saves on, which is a 
Thank fuck for that. I'm not sure my heart I take that. Cool. Oh, you're back, Keith. I'm back, yeah. Um, that wasn't me turning him off in case anyone asked it. That's not the power struggle. It, it's just a coincidence that you know after just I gave out sabotage disappeared off the thing. Yeah, that's nothing it. to do with me. Um, Laura, Napoli. You know, it's it's always a hard game, but it's going to be a different Napoli that we come up against this time, isn't it? You know, it's a different Luciano Spalletti's in charge now. It's not Ancelotti. It's the, as the lads touched on there. There's no Milik, there's no Kulabali, but there is going to be a lot of threats coming from the Napoli team that we have to be wary of. Um, is there anyone that stands out for you? Well, Carbatella, um, the Georgian who just came in this, this I'm glad you said that. Um, well, um, you said that. That's how they that's how they pronounce it. I'm not sure if just the Italians are pronouncing it correctly, but that's how they pronounce it. But you know, he's the new insane, he's a direct insignia replacement, so they. What Napoli did in summer was very interesting. It's nine in, nine out. Yeah. And it was almost direct one-to-one. You know, like, they got Kim Min-jae, not the actor, rapper, but um, he's the direct um, Kulabali replacement. And he's, you know, he's younger. Um, he's, you know, probably more fit than Kulabali, you know, at the very end of his Napoli career. So he's actually done, he's scored twice, both of them. Yeah. He's, he's look old when I've seen him. He's 6'3". Um, they're actually a very big side as well, yeah. tall, um, just across the board. But and then you know um, who else is it? Um, and 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 Guisa from Fulham came in. Um, yeah. And then uh, even all of their moves were very smart. They they went younger um, um, with their replacements a little bit quicker. Um, the one that's you know Osman is the doubt for tomorrow. Um, but Napoli is an interesting one because they play basically the exact same team every time and they sub almost exactly at the exact same time for the exact same players. So, but if Osimhen's out, um, Diego Simeone's kid Giovanni is on loan. So yeah. it would be the obvious replacement for, um, for Osimhen if he's not in, but he looked like he does at, you know, like he was normally doing, um, um playing, um, at the end of the game, he gets tired. So, but they said he felt something. But I still think he'll start. He might. He might get subbed earlier than he normally does. He usually only gets subbed right at the very like the last five six minutes. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do there because I think you know if you're taking out Awesome and I'm putting in Simeone, it's changing. You know how they're going to play, isn't it? It's 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 going to be more direct rather than the 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 pace and speed that you're going to get out of Osman. So it'll be interesting. But you know, you touched on uh, say his name again there, Laura. Um, Cavaracilia. Cavaracilia. There you go. You touched on him, right? And he will most probably play off the left, will he? He'll be the one that's directly up against Trent. And that's something, unfortunately, at the moment, I, I'm sort of on Trent's case a bit because, you know, I, I think he's excellent. He's a great player. He's not as bad defensively as he gets made out to be, but we're getting punished down his side. So every time we play someone, I'm looking at who's on the left wing for them and can they do us damage? And this fella can do us damage. Um, we're going to have to really, really be be tight on him. But they do have other threats, you know. Um, what are you laughing at, Chris? Uh, Emmett's comment. It's for evening, Elizabeth and Claire. Bless him. <laughs> bit of an, bit of an inj- We're on a Zoom call before with him and obviously Matt and me, both, both our wives obviously last on Zoom. So that's our new nicknames. Um, do you not think Trent's been alright defensively the last two games the, the issue's been he can't pass a ball two yards I think it's both you know I think his passing has been cut the last couple of games but it, I mean what I are we against, talking here I, I Everton because I thought against Newcastle he swept up well see, uh, I, he, Newcastle swept, was yeah. the one that, that, that tipped me over the edge Chris because there was a time when we were breaking he lost the ball and they countered down his side and he stood with his hands on his hips and I'm like what mm. is he doing do you know what I mean? And I'm like, so no, it's like a lap, it's no like a lapse of concentration, like the runner behind, yeah. which I thought he's got actually the last two games got better at seeing the runner behind him. But look, like mm. he can't, he just can't pass the ball two yards, which is really yeah. annoying. You know, it's, actually, it's not really all on him, isn't it? It's the part of the game you actually think he's you don't worry about, and actually that's been probably the biggest weakness at the moment is he can't pass. I'm yeah. not sure he starts tomorrow. Oh, well, we'll come on to that. We'll come on to that, but um. 
you know, Napoli, you, they're looking at their, their threats that they're going to have up front, you know, if if it's Osman or not. They also have Politano and they have Herving Lozano. They've got good players to play in them sort of wide areas. And it, it's hard. Liverpool, I think, as a collective, haven't been great this season. Chris, I'll stay with you. You know, as a collective, we haven't been great. It's it's easy to blame Trent, as I've just done. It's easy to blame Virgil. It's easy to blame Mo. All our big players, all our leaders are not doing it. Robbo hasn't been great. Fab hasn't been great. You know, there's, there's, there's a group that aren't really doing it. They need to be better as a group tomorrow, don't they? They can't, you know, Napoli will exploit them, whether it's, you know, uh, Laura touched on Zamba and Guise, whether it's Zielinski in, in the probably playing the sort of advanced midfield. You know, there's going to be players that will exploit any gaps we give them. So we just have to be switched on as a team rather than individuals. Or what do you what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I was lots talk about the, the running stats for Liverpool and the way we play. And I mean, you do tend to run less if you've got the ball. I think there's some less intense running. And I don't know if that's by design. Uh, I'm not buying this. It's Liverpool in decline. I think it's. I think Liverpool try to tweak their, the way they're playing. And I think it's the teething problems you have with it, which is really frustrating. The biggest thing that the problem got tonight is just um it's the transitional stuff, which is if we're going to commit four or five forward, you've got to be careful with the ball. And that's where we're that's every time we're getting caught, like on the, on the corners, it's sloppiness on transition, which used to be a thing Liverpool quite good at. I think Liverpool probably, especially Fabinho, need to go back to a little bit of the dark arts, which is do the city tactical fouls. You know, if the, you know, make sure if you don't get over the halfway line, take them out. You know, people don't like hearing that. People say it's not, it's not very the way you should play football, but everyone does it. City and the Masters are it's and City do it as a team. So that's why we don't get many bookings because one person does it. The next time it's De Bruyne, the next time it's Rodri. Liverpool just need to do a little bit, be a little bit cuter. Um, I quite like that we started to switch to it more of a midfield too, and like the third midfield is really advanced, or even at times. We almost do a four-two-four. I think I think it gives someone to sit next to Fabinho. Now I don't think it's Elliot. I think Elliot did okay actually next to Fabinho, but that's not his game. To be fair to me, he did he did a good job there, but I don't think that's his game. His game's more advanced. So I think people's heads are going to fall off because I don't. I, I think we all know the player's going to start next to Fabinho. It's the one that's going to piss everyone off. But <laughs> I think with people just come back from the injury, and I think there are certain players that that can't keep playing five six games in a row. I think you're going to have to. I think you're going to see a, a, a robust midfield too, which people aren't going to like. But I do think that's going to give us a bit more protection the other way. Because as much as Milner had a nightmare, and he did have a nightmare at right back, he looked a bit more happy next to Fabinho in a two, and I think that suits his game better. Uh, I mean, the, the Milner right back situation—it wasn't great against Everton, but it worked really well against Newcastle. So it's not like it's a horrific, horrific sub because it literally worked the game before. Very true, very true. Matt, um, are you concerned about Liverpool's form going into this? Napoli are top of Serie A, I think they're unbeaten. Um, normally, Italian teams wouldn't bother me uh, the last year. I think the league isn't as strong as it maybe once was. Are you more concerned but because of Liverpool's form going into this? Or do you see any light at the end of the tunnel? Is there any signs of uh, an improvement coming from Liverpool? Uh, first, I, I just got to jump back. There was a question earlier in the chat from Bonkers LFC. Uh, Kevin Lasagna, who is the best named footballer in the entire world, does not play for Napoli. He plays no. for Hellas Veronis, yeah. uh, which is unfortunate because Andre Frank Zamboangisa is also one of the best named footballers in the entire world. So uh, I, I do see light at the end of the tunnel, though, Keith, because I honestly can't see how we can continue to play as poorly as we played in some of our games. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. So, you know, with the close of the transfer window, I really, you know, had some time to think about where we are and, you know, some of the other fans' opinions, people that take a far different view to, you know, how the team should be run in the transfer market as opposed to me and, you know, the club as well. And our club, like our squad currently is in a pretty precarious place. But our current squad if you think about the players that we have moving forward in the long term, is a title-winning team of players. We know they are. We know we have the right players. And I think the word that, I don't know if it doesn't get used as much over on that side of the Atlantic as it does here in North America, but I think we're in the middle of a rebuild 
and we might not even know it of just looking at the the prime first generation club team that won the champions league and won the league and you look at how many of those players if they're not already out of the starting lineup their obvious successor has already been lined up by the team and we're going through you know teething problems say whatever it is that you will of like trying harvey in a two man pivot was and maybe it was worth a shot. Maybe he could pull it off, but it just it just didn't work. But that's what we're having to do now. We're having to learn on the fly. And I I have faith and trust in the coaching staff and the players that we have of finding a tactic. It I I think it's going to be a switch away from our tried and tested four three three, the same as Chris. I I can really see us going through a two man midfield uh, and just trying to get some more solidity in there because we're being overran. I have faith in Klopp and Linders and the rest of the coaching staff to be able to drill that out of these players. So uh, I'm, I'm not overly concerned, but I'm going to be blindly optimistic until my spirit is well and truly broken. If we continue to play horribly. Yeah. Paul Aire Oye says, do you guys ever interact with us lowly peasants in the chat box? Paul, we were all lowly peasants in the chat box at some stage. So we mm-hmm. have a lot of sympathy, but when I'm hosting the shows, I tend to ignore the chat an awful lot because I'm concentrating on the actual chat we're having. So I'm not Gav. Gav is much more, and Chris as well, much more sharp with the old um, throwing up the comments and all. I'll do it occasionally, but I do tend to miss it all. But believe me, we do not look down on you guys in the chat. Well, some of us don't. And we are, we are watching. We are watching and we are taking no for We look down on some of you in the chat. Not all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on a case so, by case, oh, there's a grenade thrown, but no, we do. It's it that's that's more my bad habit, to be honest. That I don't throw a lot of comments up, but I, we are looking at it and I will throw things occasionally as they come. And um, so, just wanted to throw that up there. But Kev threw in a comment, and Laura, it'll come to you. Signs of improvement are the volume of chances we're still creating, the amount of corners we're getting that will result in goals. Do you, do you see that? Do you think it's just the goals that we've usually been getting haven't been coming that we're creating enough but we're just not getting the goals at the moment is that a fair assessment yeah and that kind of goes with what matt said as well of you know the teething process it's like but the good but you know like kev said the good thing is you know the chances are there it's finishing them and you know it happens sometimes you're just you just can't hit the broad side of a barn you know it is and then sometimes like stuff that shouldn't go in is going in all the time and it happens and it's unfortunate that you know we're not we're not clicking and everyone's not clicking um and so it's not you know just like oh mo is off it's like all of them are somehow off but it's all kind of interconnected and it just but it so it compounds the problem but you can definitely see the the teething the teething problems and then but the positive is you know we are getting chances it's not like we're just getting you know, attacked and not being able to do anything. It's so, you know, it's, and it's unfortunate, but it, and it's painful for people to, un, to say, but it is, it's going to take some time. And I think, yeah. it, I think it came out yes, yesterday that uh, the highest chance creator in the league is Mo Salah this season. And you want, but if you, if you sometimes think, well, it doesn't feel like that, but apparently it is. So sometimes maybe things aren't as bad as you, you think. They're probably never always tends to be the way things are never as bad as you think they are, and they're probably never as great as you think they are. There's always sort of a nice, a nice middle point. So, well, I don't think Liverpool are great. I don't think it's all a doom and gloom as it feels. We're just not, to be honest, we're just not used to having such a shit start to a season. Yeah, and I think that's that's sort of knocked a lot of fans. And I don't like to dig out fans, you know, if I've been spoiled brats or babies or anything like that, because you know, we have been spoiled to be, you know, we're so used to winning games, we're so used to, you know, a couple of draws being the end of the world and, and we've been programmed a bit that way. And you know, that that's down to the success that we've had. So we sort of do understand why fans lose their shit. I don't agree with it, but I, I can see where they're coming from. But um, Laura, I want to stay with you as well because there's another comment came in there from Archie and he's saying about um, Diogo Jota, if I can find it, that he feels that, um, sorry for repeating myself, but Jota is going to be our saviour, please. Do you feel that the returning players are going to give us that little bit of impetus and that we've just got where we are 
because of who we've had so far. Can you see change with these guys coming back, with Jota, with Thiago, with Art up coming in possibly? Like, can you see that having an impact? I think Savior might be might be, <laughs> but it it doesn't hurt. I'll put it in it. Well, it can only help, right? Because one, it's not just his quality as a player, but it's also you know there's X number of spots, and we have more people than X number of spots. And I would throw Bobby as well in that as um, category. Of, like you have more, it can only be good when you have more people competing for the same spots. And also on the flip side of you know, some of the things I think happening in midfield are we don't have a lot of options. Players get overplayed, they get tired, they, and then they start getting injured. So, you know, being able to rotate in, you know, any area of the pitch is good because, and, you know, to have some, even if Diogo comes off the bench, you know, it's like, holy crap, we, we're taking off, you know, say Darwin. And we're putting in, it's like most people would be like, oh, thank God he's off. But, now, now you get to deal with Diogo coming on. Yeah, so it's, you know, just having the bench be stronger is nothing but a good thing. Exactly, um, Chris. I'm going mad on comments now. Sam Tandy is saying if Hendo shot at the end of the Fulham game goes in, if Salah shot versus the Ev goes in, we have four more points. We may not be great right now, but it is fine margins, and and I suppose that's very true. You know, we do maybe see the glass half empty rather than the glass half full and that's a natural reaction but you know we haven't played great and it's been bits of luck really that have maybe not gone our way so far that have us where we are but at the end of the day we're not even that far off so no i mean it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I think after the derby, I, I think I had said like, you forget title talk if you got. Uh, we need to get a run going, and then realise we're only six points off top. I went, oh shit, that's actually closer than I thought. Yeah, <laughs> now admittedly, yeah, and admittedly, I thought City would absolutely jump all over Villa, which was a bit of a surprise. Uh, I mean, we can say that you know if those shots go in, but they didn't, and I'll be honest, we didn't deserve anything more than a draw out of Fulham. We were piss poor, and ultimately, you make your own luck and. Before they worry about that, because they were they were making enough chances, we just haven't been clinical. We could go, oh, if this shot goes in, this that shot goes in. If Bobby with a cl- open goal, you know, with a header, heads it anywhere but at Pickford, you win the game one 0 But we don't. It's that lack of clinical edge we've we've been missing. But that's in both boxes. Because I I've been very I've been more critical of Virgil than I have of uh, Trent. Because I think I just think he's been doing things that. He doesn't normally do. You know, the Man United is a classic example. Even charge the ball down, not stand there like a statue of his hand behind that, looking like Albi Moreno. That's how bad that defender was. It was like watching Moreno, you know, which I never thought I'd say with Virgil van Dijk. And look, mm-hmm. all players go through <sighs> dips. It happens, you know, but he, he has been, by his standards, pretty poor, you know. So they need to, at some point, start finding a way of, turn, of turning it around, just have a bit of, bit of cohesion. You know, a bit of a, a bit of an ugly win. The best thing that could happen to, to Liverpool tomorrow is either an ugly one nil or a hard fought one one, just to basically show so you've got a bit of bollocks about you and you can actually grind the results out. I think that'd do wonders than smashing aside five nil because I don't think I don't think we learned anything. We, we smashed ball nine nil, and it was great. We all enjoyed it, but we didn't learn anything from it. You know, because nothing effort effort went for us, and that helps. I actually think a really tight result will do us do us the world of good. I would rather smash them 9 0 than a hard fall 1 1. No, I just think I, I think mentally for the team, they need to to be proven that they can win a tight game or hold on in a tight game, which at the moment we haven't been able to, we haven't done too much of that. I think Newcastle's the only one where we've done We it. never have the fucking lead. Can't hold exactly. on. To the lead. We always go exactly. by. That's what we need to do. There's a comment from. Uh, Sask Copley <laughs> saying VVD is the new Albi Moreno, Chris Brack. So there you go. We do, look at the chat. we do look at the chat. The lowly peasants in the chat. Isn't that right, man? <laughs> this is why we don't look at the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. This is why I'm not on Friday nights anymore. 
Yeah, no, but Matt, something Chris did touch on there is the fact that he and I started tongue in cheek joking saying I'd rather smash, I would rather smash them, but you know, Napoli, it, it is going to be a tough game and a hard for one all over there. Probably not the worst thing in the world, but you think it's enough for Liverpool at the moment under other circumstances? I'd say maybe I could agree, but you think a one all draw would be enough, whether it's hard for glorious one all or. Or otherwise, or do you think they have to really go out and win? Or is that not important? Just get this toy de- out of the way. Depend, depends on the context you're talking about. In the context of our current form and the trajectory that the team is on, I don't think a one-all is acceptable. In the context of getting out of our Champions League group, take it all day. That's our toughest fixture in the group is Napoli away. Yeah. You know, They're probably the best team in the group. We have a bad record there. They're flying at the moment. If we get a one-all draw out of there, I'm fine with that. Uh, but in the context of our season and needing to, you know, get our asses in gear and hit the ground running, it it really feels like we need an early goal and then to just suffocate the game. We need to actually be able to control a game and not be – and it, to me, it comes down to we're just giving the ball away too much. Too many of our passes that we're trying to make, whether they be regular side-to-side passes – going backwards and recycling the ball passes or Hollywood crossfield ball passes that you talk about, you know, slaughtering Trent for his defending. And I get that. And I'm okay with it. If he's producing going offensively the way that we know that he can, he can be the weak link in our defense. I'm totally fine with that. That's a great trade-off. It's like having somebody like, you know, Mbappe on your team where that's like, they're not going to help with the press. Like, yeah, but they're almost good enough that we'll just, we'll work around that. We need to get him in our team. And putting a lot more of the emphasis on Virgil's defending and like the decline that we've seen in him so far this season, to me, it's been his passing that's been really strangely poor, where he's not seeming to hit that ball up to Mo on the right wing with the same velocity that he has in the past. And it's just getting hung up in the air and the left backs are just eating them alive that he tries to make that big switch going forward to Mo out onto the right wing. And it doesn't matter who the left back is. Like I imagine when we play Brighton, it'll be Tarek Lamphey and he's going to win six out of eight aerial duels against Mo on cross field balls, probably. Uh, But if we can just lock that in. Tarek Lamphey is a right back and he's about five foot two. Uh, Close enough, but he's tiny. Yeah, (laughs) he's absolutely tiny. Wrong side of the field. They got, they got enough fullbacks at Brighton. Uh, Don't mock Brighton. Brighton had me little sleeper team this year. I like Brighton. I, I know, a little sweeper team, team for the last three team years. Kai, team Caicedo. Yeah, yeah. Team Caicedo. Yeah, but it, if we see the, the the snappy passing that we saw in the Bournemouth game, granted they made it easy for us, but the way that we were exchanging the ball and not turning it over and being our own worst enemies and you know giving them odd man rushes, the number of times in games this year where you're like, holy shit, they've got five running against three. Like, where is our midfield? Where is anybody to come back and help out with the attack? And that all just comes down from just sloppy passing from us. Yeah, pretty much so. Uh, Kev says, that's where I wonder if Trent is carrying a knock and we're managing him through it. Um, Chris, do you think there could be anything in there? Uh, It could be, because I think Henson was doing the same. I think Klopp did mention he felt a bit of tightness in his calf, but he he might be a little bit, but... I don't think that stops him from being able to pass them. Also, if you know you've got a tightness in your calf and you can't spray it like he normally does, you can, you can still do clever. You can still do short, intelligent passing. You know, so it yeah. doesn't miss. It doesn't excuse just misplacing passing because I'm feeling something. You know, so and again, I, I do slightly disagree with Matt when he says like, you know, if he's that good, we can excuse him a little bit. You can to a point, but ultimately, if you're going to win stuff, you're in your bollocks off. And outside of a farmers league like France, you have every big player has to run the bollocks off, you know, to, to win something. You know, Kevin De Bruyne runs his bollocks off, you know, and he could he could get away with saying, I don't run because I could do everything else. But he doesn't, he does everything. And Liverpool at their best, everyone does it. You know, Mo Salah's much he took a lot of stick last night. Um for one of their breakaways, the person on the goal line trying to clear it was was Mo Salah. He ran the full end of the pitch. Mm-hmm. So for a while he's not doing great attacking wise, you know don't kid yourself, he, he at least he's putting the shift in, which is where I will give players a bit of the minimum they'll do, is put a, is put a shift in, so I'll, yeah, I get what you're saying, Matt, you know, yes, if he's not, defence is not as his strong point, but he's still got to do the hard yards, and I don't think he's doing enough for the hard yards, which is what Keith's frustration is, is he looks like he's got his hands on his hips, and I don't need to run back, and I think that really pisses people off, because you should. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, the Manchester United game was one that was evident um, on the goal, Sancho's goal, I think it was, when he just sauntered and you know you were cutting us down that side, you know. Mm. And I think they're the unfortunately when you're a defender, and especially when you're Trent, who gets so much, he's under the, the microscope so much for his defending that he, he's not allowed to have a lapse. And I think that that's what kills mm. him, you know. Whereas other defenders do not get the scrutiny that Trent gets. Every little mm. small detail gets magnified. Well, some, of the other, some of the other right backs who are very hailed over Trent defensively. When you watch them, a lot of them actually play as a back three mm. and they play as a wing back. So they're not exposed as much. It's easier when you've got a back three because you don't get exposed as much. And one of them plays at Chelsea and I think he's really good. Yeah. But Chelsea defensively are an absolute car crash this year, this season. Yeah. They were they were shite again tonight defensively. Mm-hmm. You know, it took if it wasn't for a Kepper Kepper really good performance, they, they easily concede another two, you know. So but that kind of gets glossed over, you know, because it's a trust. Bashing Trent's defenders, like it's like bashing Henderson. There's just certain things. It's just like it's just just a thing everyone does, you know. And then when you ask the question, why there's never any half time, there's never context behind it. There will be some, but it's just it's the easy thing to do, isn't it? Because it just get, drives clicks, gets people excited. That's it, and that's the name of the game we're into these days, isn't it? <laughs> click. Emma Kavanagh keep was so short, ripping the TV off the wall, and Ryan's at the United game. It was very restrained. <laughs> But that's the reason why I don't like doing watch-alongs and all, because sometimes you can lose, uh, lose the run of yourself, and yeah, it, it's it, easy, it can, easily it can done. Go it. Right. it can go alright. Um, Lord, we're going over to Napoli tomorrow, mm-hmm. and you know, the, there's there's warnings going out um, to fans about traveling to Naples and things like that. Um, is it is it too much, or do you think it's it's the right thing? Is it a reputation? Going to Italy is a tough place to go, and Naples is a tough place to go. Can you see that seeping into the intimidating atmosphere, seeping into the team at all? Or you know, am we am we doing the mentality monsters down too much? Do you think they'd be okay? I think they'll be okay in terms of you know the crowd, because it's also you have to remember there. The crowd's set back from they're not, they're, yeah. they're not, you know, they're not right on top, so it's you know a little bit disconnected, but it's still gonna get loud. I think also in terms of the club issuing war, you know, not warnings, travel advisories. Um, you know, if they didn't and something happened, then it would be they'd get ripped one side up and down the other, and it's also just you know, be smart. <laughs> but I don't think the crowd is, um, I mean, it. I think it's better than not playing with a crowd, for sure. Um, I think that's where we really, really suffer. Whether they're against us or for us, I think we do better with the crowd. Um, in terms of like tomorrow, it's interesting because when you watch Napoli, at least this season, um, where teams have had a lot of success is when they go down the flanks and they start attacking. Specifically, um, they tend to target Mar- Mario Rui. Um, yeah. And like they've had, you know, even even when they beat teams, you know, that the, the newly promoted teams or the teams that just stayed up last year um, and the other team didn't score, they've had success getting the ball in by going around him, even even to some degree against Di Lorenzo. So that probably can only help us and give maybe some of the people who've been struggling maybe a confidence boost if they get some if they start getting some success by just running down the flanks. That wasn't me. I... My hands are up here. It wasn't <laughs> me. I, I no hands, Luxie. It wasn't me. I, I didn't make keep disappear. It wasn't me. That you again, was it? Do you IP vanish then, mate? Yeah, yeah. How about IP vanish? Might be sending in a, a, a letter of complaint. No, only joking. I don't know. The internet's just playing up here tonight for some reason. Um, sorry, Laurie, you were saying there. Mario Rui. Um... He's the one that tends to get targeted, just like Trent tends to get targeted all the time. Um, occasionally, um, Di Lorenzo on, on the other side gets targeted, but um, you know, teams have had a lot of success just going at Mario Rui and then actually just going around him and then crossing the ball in. And then um, Napoli is kind of an interesting setup because they, if you if you looked at on paper, they they're technically set up as a four three three, but when they play. That's how they play defensively, 4-3-3. But when they attack, they're 4-2-3-1. Or yeah. defense, flip that, sorry. 
Um, and, so, <laughs> and so they're actually very smooth and getting um, probably a lot smoother than I think a lot of people thought, me specifically thought um, that they would do, especially with, you know, they have three new players who are starters um, in that team. And so at this point with kind of the smoothness of how they, how they switch in and out of their formation is very good, but um, teams get, teams have had success, like I said, going, going down the flanks because I'll say Carvatella is very, very good, but he's not the best defensive help in the world. So, and he's also on that side. So you can just, that's why teams have been attacking that side and having success down there. Yeah, indeed. Um, it's a very good point. You know, it's they're a team that can be got at, Matt, aren't they? And I suppose it depends what Liverpool show up. No, do you know what? We'll hold that for a second because people are giving me stick about IP Vanish. Um, anyone that's looking for a VPN, <laughs> I'd highly recommend IP Vanish because... You know, you you'd never, not that if you're into the dirty stuff and you're looking to hide your history and things like that, you know, VPN can sort it out, IP Vanish will do all that for you. But you get 70% off. So I signed up to it, I actually got IP Vanish. And it's working very well for me. Um, all the details and all will be in the show description. I'm doing this off the cuff because I didn't forgot I had to do it. So uh, I'm speaking as a consumer, as a as a... a loyal IP Vanish consumer. And I rate it very highly, you know, for the price of it really worth getting um yeah but keith can you can only use it on one device i imagine right no 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 multiple <laughs> devices multiple really? devices yeah. my laptop yeah you, you install it on your tablet? laptop your tablet your phone your uh your fire Not stick my fire. What? your fire stick your fire wow. stick can get it as well and you know multiple so, fire sticks does it limit your speed though keith what yeah. does it limit your speed though no, no, it's, it, it increases your speed. It increases your speed. <laughs> it's not increasing my speed tonight because I keep losing, but that is only <laughs> it's. I think it's the weather that's knocking my internet out, and I don't think IP Vanish have, have sorted out the weather yet. But what's it? Kev is there 4.6 out of 5 on Trust Pilot can't be going wrong, and in fact, that must be going up soon because I sent in a very, very good testimonial to them to the CEO himself. And I think that should realistically be up at about 4.8 or 4.9 out of 5 now. So it's really good. Get on it. Um, Something like this must cost hundreds of dollars a month. Do you know what? It doesn't. It doesn't. It costs something like 38 euro for the year. 30, 37 dollars or something like that. I mean, that's not just a price for anybody, though. That's got to just be a price for LFC day tripper listeners. Especially for LFC Day Trippers listeners. So when you're signing up, they ask you, Are you on LFC Day Tripper? Yes, boom. Special price. I love how the chat knows I love how the chat path are better than you, Keith. I know, yeah. I just, like <laughs> we I should said, just put the comments up, we wouldn't have to do this. I'm a consumer, I'm speaking from the, the, the feet on the ground here. So I'm I'm the man to listen to, not Gav and is is uh is written down little, you know, actor special. This is the this is the people that that Matt are talking about it. This is the consumer talking about it. But anyway, you be getting Paramount Plus next mate, with your IP vanish. It's funny you mentioned that Paramount Plus. Get on and subscribe to that. I'll show all Champions League games this year. That yep. that's all I know about it. Chris, do you know any more about Paramount Plus? About is it about seven dollars a month, Matt? Uh, yeah, it's it's surprisingly cheap, and uh, I mean, it has every minute of the games. Like, it doesn't even drop out at the thirty minute mark and show commercials. It shows you the full game, start to finish, all the build up, uh, and it's all available. I'm not entirely sure what regions this is in because I know in Canada we don't uh, have access to Paramount Plus, but it's seven ninety nine, seven euro ninety nine a month. That's a pretty good price to be able to watch all of the Champions League. Now, I don't know if that also includes the Women's Champions League, uh, but. Definitely the men's champion league. That'll just be Barcelona win the women's one again because they're ridiculously good. They are, men could learn a few things from the women. Um, and anything else you want to cover? Well, while we're here, we'll talk about Bobby's um, Bobby's wish to walk. So that that's flying along. Does anyone know where we're at with that at the moment? So little Bobby, for people who don't know, um, looking to raise one hundred and fifty thousand to get to America to get treatment for. 
diaplegia cerebral palsy, the same thing that Sienna had. And for anyone that follows the show and knows Sienna's story, if you look on social media at Sienna, you'll see she's starting school, she's walking into school. It's brilliant to see. And to know that we played a small part in that, and by we, I mean, you know, the listeners, the chat, everybody connected to the LFC day trippers, it, it gives you a little sense of pride, more so than anything else. And we're hoping to do the same for Bobby as well, because Emmett says they're 132k that Bobby is at. So, you know, it's getting there, you know, it's a less than 18k to go. Um, it's really brilliant. And it's just to get into America. And as, as we all know, you get to America, the treatment is done, but there's a lot of aftercare needed and a lot of a lot of stuff for the family that's included. They have to go over and spend a lot of time over there. So, you know, anybody that can help, times are tough. We know that there's a cost of living crisis, there's an energy crisis, there's every crisis you can think of. If you can spread the word, if you can donate, anything you can do to help, I'd say get on and do it because it's a really worthwhile cause. And it's something that we're passionate about on this channel is helping people you know, that maybe don't have the voice. And the fact that we have a platform to share this, I think it's good that we use it to do it. So we'll always push that sort of thing. But Garan, it's all in the show description. Um, and and anything you can do, even sharing it within WhatsApp groups, might hit someone that, that touches an airway and they'll be able to help out. So any help is uh, greatly appreciated on that. Back to the football now. I am terrible at reading all this. Well, I don't even read out all this stuff. <laughs> Literally just made it all up as I was going along. You've, but... still, got one to, you've still got one to go, so wait for your other What? Jesus Christ, what have I got? What did I forget? You've got your better help one, mate. Everyone needs a bit of help, don't you? Oh, better help, yeah. Right. Um, better help, help, me help me with that one. Basically, better help uh, is an online therapy. Uh, so you can have, they can give you online therapy, whether that is via video, via phone, or live chat only. So you don't have to do it on camera if you don't feel comfortable. Uh, you can basically it's a lot more uh, more affordable than that. You can get in touch with a therapist within less than forty eight hours. And for you guys, uh, they give you ten percent off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash daytrips. Yeah, brilliant stuff. And look, people's health, mental health, it's it's a huge thing. And you know, people sometimes don't want to commit to going to see someone, and and this is an, an alternative option. So yeah, very good, brilliant. Um, back to the football chat, Laura. Well, who was I talking to actually? Who was last on? Ma, we'll go with Ma. Sure. Um, why not? Why not? Looking ahead at the game tomorrow, right? So give us your predicted lineup for Liverpool for tomorrow. Okay, this, this is one of the tougher ones that I've, when I sat down to think about a lineup, I've done a lot of scratching out. I got Allison and goal, back four of Trent, Gomez, Matip, and Robertson. A. Two-man midfield of Fabinho and Milner, Mo, Bobby, and Diaz, and Nunez leading the line. 4-2-3-1. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Laura, what about yourself? I Similar. It's This one's a little bit harder, but I actually um, would play Gomez instead of Mate. But um, just in, you know, with awesome and... Um, there's, I would guess, there's probably a 85 to 90 percent possibility probability that he's going to start, um, and just the physicality, uh, Gomez is probably a little better than Matip. This would have been. I had I had Gomez and Matip both in. So who do you have playing alongside? We'll have Virgil, sorry, mm. um, but um, I need to work on my listening skills. Um, no, that's okay. You just but, presume that VVD's in the team always, yeah. but I think he could. I think he could use a spell on the sidelines. I I don't disagree. I just don't like think that's going to happen. Yeah, um, not until, I think it's not, not until Kanate's back. Yeah, and this is actually one where Kanate would have been perfect because mm. um, it's like he would match up just really really well. Um, and then I, I I don't disagree on your on the midfield either. Um, as much as that's going to piss people off. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but yeah. my team, yeah, that's really going to piss people off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, other other than, you know, the back, I, I agree with Matt. Good stuff. And Chris? Uh, so I've got Ali in goal. I've got a back four of Gomez, Matip, Van Dijk, Robertson, uh, Fabinho, Milner as a two. And then I have got Diaz on the right, Firmino in the 10, Jotter on the left, Nunes through the middle. 
because I think Elliot Salah and Trent need need some time out. Elliot, not because he's played bad. I just think he's a he's a young lad, so you don't want to burn him out. So I think this might be one to put him out for. I think you need a bit of an ex- a couple of experienced heads for it. Salah has been a bit quiet, but his understanders and Trent, if he's felt a niggle after the Everton game, I would probably say give give him a rest at this. And Gomez can do one game at right back. It's hard to move him out of there because he's done really well at centre back, but. We haven't got Rams at the moment, so I would do that. And I think Matip's height would be handy again if the main striker is playing. Yeah, I, I sort of, yeah, I think Gomez to right back, Robbo to left back, Matip and Virgil in centre back. I agree with Laura Kanate, would have been perfect in this one. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, he's not there. Um, Fabinho in the midfield. I think it will be Milner. I don't think Thiago will be uh, rushed in, and I don't think Arthur will be rushed into a team either until he's up to some sort of uh, speed with the expectation. And and uh, the, the way Klopp was talking, Thiago sounds closer to a start than Arthur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, the, I think we will go to the. I agree. I think we'll go with the four-two-three-one as well, and I think we will see. Um, Bobby, I think we'd see Diaz because I agree with what uh, Laura said about Mario Rui. I think he can be got at. I think he's he's a player that you can get to. And I think, let's see, is he on the right or the left? He's on the left. He's on the left. Yeah, so. Di Lorenzo plays the right. Salah, Di Lorenzo. Well, then I got that mixed up. So then I would probably rest Diaz for this one because I think he could do with the rest. So I'd have put Jota, because I thought Mario Rui was getting getting picked at, but I forgot he's a left foot. Jota on the left, Bobby in the 10, Mo on the right and Darwin up front. So that's the four I'd go with. I just think players do need rests at the moment. And, you know, I think Trent needs a rest. I think Diaz could do with a rest. And Harvey, I agree with. So I don't know if any of us, any of us were close um, I with those t- teams. I wouldn't be surprised if Tiago, if they already have when Tiago's coming on, yeah, yeah, subbed already. If they're if they're bringing them and including them, well, then yeah, I'd say you will see him. But um, does anyone think Arthur gets a run in this? Well, I thought he might because I thought he's he's had a week's training, but the way Klopp spoke uh, in the press conference doesn't sound like he's he's ready yet. Because I thought he'd he'd be all right because he's the league is used to it. Pace he's used to, so there'd be less risk there. But Mark Sands, they didn't have a preseason either, so possibly needs a couple, just needs a couple of weeks just to get himself up to speed. Maybe Ajax is where he starts. If Arthur plays, the only way I see him playing would be like the last five minutes. If we're ahead, maybe two nil. Yeah, yeah. The last last ten fifteen minutes, it feels like a perfect opportunity. Like if he's ready to play, especially if the game, you know, if we're up two nil and we're actually playing, you know, confidently and comfortably, that's a perfect opportunity to bring him on and just give him a couple of minutes, maybe, you know, switch back to the four, three, three, go less attacking, put another midfielder in, take one of the attackers off, you know, give, give Mo the last 15, 20 minutes off would be nice. Yeah, it would, you know, and that that's the thing we haven't really been able to do. We've seen it against Bournemouth and we were able to bring in Bobby Clark, we were able to bring in Bacetic. And when you're not getting ahead in games, you can't deal with, not, I'm not talking about even bringing on these young lads, but you're not allowed, able to use your bench as much as you'd want. And the knock-on effect is just, it's just killing us. So I want to get score predictions off you all now. Uh, Chris, I'll start with you. Um, as much as I'd love a Liverpool win, my feel is it's going to be a one-one. You're I think Nunes hard fought one all win. I think it's going to be. I think Nunes. Listen, I'll quite happily be wrong if Liverpool win. I'll be made up, but I'll go for a one-one. Nunes to score. And I'll be honest. If you get a, a one-one in your first game and it's the away one, I don't think that's. I don't think that's really a too big an issue. I think it's the best way to start, other than away. But you know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're right, and it was said earlier. You know. It, it's the toughest game in the group, so one all isn't bad. It's just maybe the context mm. of our current form, it'll be seen as yeah. a defeat. And you know, it, it's the short sightedness, isn't it? But you think a one all is probably, you know, a decent result to get. Yeah, don't get beat. Out. Don't yeah. get beat is, is the key thing. Uh, yeah, I'd love a 2 0 win, but you know, I'll take a 1 1 if it's, that's what's an offer. Laura, what about yourself? I uh, unfortunately have to agree with Bracky of 1 1. Um, oh, you never want to do that. <laughs> Uh, the way we're playing, the way they're playing, um, 
were away and it just kind of has and and then just the mental block we have sometimes when we go to places um where we don't win typically um it has kind of one 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 all written all over it and i can see definitely see there's either coming from a set piece or it's just going to be Carvatella um taking going right around trent and um and one-on-one with ali yeah, so so a familiar sight this season, like uh, so many chances already. Um, Ma, what about you? Don't go for one one. Are you going? I'm go not for going one, for one? fucking one one. Are you kidding me? Absolutely like, not. Nine, I, nine, nine, no, right he's now. Go for, no, he's, he's, he's go for two two. I'm normally <laughs> I'm normally a four five nil type of guy, but uh, our form's been poor, so I'm going to go with two nil to Liverpool. Uh, Nunez and Jota to score off the bench. And I think the big take from it, because I'm sticking with my team of no Virgil in it, I think we're going to look good defensively and it's going to cause all sorts of panties to be put into all so, sorts of someone bunches. Clip, someone clip that. Go on, everyone clip me. <laughs> clip that one. Um, I'll just, I'm getting to stick off the chat now for not putting comments up. Keith's in charge. It's not my fault. I put loads of comments up. People um, do want their scores. I like the. There's a good comment there from Manuel Federico Cachaza San Juan, who says, "We are Liverpool. Napoli one. Liverpool three. Eh, positive. There you go. Yeah. There's a few others. Positive. Yeah. Let's see some of the others. Let's go through some of these. Right. So Sam Tandy, Liverpool to win two 0 Second goal will be a late counter attack, and you want I'm going more comfortable than that. We've Paul 94 going for a 2 1 to Liverpool. Red Steve will take a nil all, but three points will be cracking. Uh, Kev is going for 3 1. I think uh, so it very much built for Europe. I think he could be onto something there to break from Premier League football. Might do them good. Archie uh-huh. thinks it'll be 2 0. Salah and Jota. Manuel's going for 3 1 to Liverpool. Laszlo is going for a cracking nil all. Uh, <laughs> Not another one. Bonkers is going for two. Bobby and Diaz. I like that prediction. Um, What's Sam your prediction, Tandy, I'll tell you in a minute. Sam Tandy <laughs> gives me Atletico. Uh, this gives me Atletico vibes last season, and we won that 3 2. So there you go. Um, my prediction is Liverpool 3 1. Um, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I know. That's if we were better, we'd be going five nil, but we're not. So <laughs> Did you actually predict nine nil for the Bournemouth game? The one time when your mad prediction no, come off. No, no. <laughs> I, I predicted five nil for the Manchester United game. And Sean, you predicted 13. Um, <laughs> so the prediction game went out the window after that. But now I think Liverpool, I think it might be a welcome, not distraction, but but a change of scenery that might do them good. And if they can just get out and get a few more bodies in there playing, get a few more guys back into the squad. Like I said, I think Jota is a key player. I think he'll give us that bit more, not that more getting, but the option of having them there, whether he starts or whether he comes on. I think we'll be huge. I think we'll win 3-1. I think Diaz will come on and score. I would rest them for this personally. But I think he can come on and score. I think Jota will score, and I think Salah will score. Um, I do think they will score because they do have a lot of threat, and and they're a good team. They're playing with confidence. We're not playing with confidence. They're at home, and I'm still going for the 3-1 win for us. But, you know, if I ever go for the 2-1, you can take that as a, as a I think Liverpool will be beaten. But uh, 3-1, it'll be a tight and scrappy affair. Um so that's what I think it's going to be. But look, it's it's a it's the Champions League and can happen in that. And as we know, Liverpool have a great history and track record in there. So it'll be interesting. A quick one: How do you see the other game in the group going? Um, Rangers and Ajax. Do you see any shocks in that, or or what? What do you see that one going, Chris? Is it at, at Rangers? I don't know. I don't know. If it's at Rangers, they might actually get a draw out of it. But I don't. Know, I just don't. I just don't think that Rangers squad's deep enough. So no, it's in it's in Amsterdam. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go 2-0 Ajax now for 10 Amsterdam. Their record at home is really good, despite the fact they've just sold £200 million worth of people to Man United. Yeah, and about £100 million's worth to Bayern Munich as well. Yeah, um, and they've probably got three lads to come in who probably cost like £10 million who are just as good, because that's yeah. kind of how, that's just what Ajax do, isn't it? Yeah, so that's it. So it's in Ajax. Laura, what about you? I think either... Uh... Rangers had a really bad weekend, um, and Ajax is flying in their league. But so, 
I'd say 3-0 Ajax. Very good, very good. Matt? Give me a 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> two, two. Just Yeah, just to throw the cat amongst the pigeons in the group, you know, just to mix it up a little bit. Just, uh, you know, the presumed hierarchy can take its order and we can go top, take the three points, and the other teams can, you know, kill themselves with draws and we can just keep piling up the wins and get out of the group and focus on Champions League come the turn of the calendar year because that's when it matters. So yeah, indeed. Do you see this as a tricky group, Laura? Do you see this as a tricky group for Liverpool or could it be are, are two different things? Um, it shouldn't be. It should be pretty straightforward. But I also don't think that we. I didn't. I didn't expect we would be in the situation we're we're in right now. But I think we're getting people back at the right time. Um, you know, now that we're playing, you know, multiple times a week, I think it's much better. Um, that we're uh, well, getting players back is a better anyway. But I think, you know, we get this out of the way, this game out of the way. I think um, we can be very fairly happy in this group. So, just happy enough with that. No, no problems there, Chris. What do you think? Um. I think if we'd not started the way we had, I think we'd be a bit more relaxed. But realistically, looking at the form, we should be looking at having a minimum minimum of probably eight points by game week four. So I Liverpool should be, uh, with their European record in recent years, be looking by game four or five to be qualified. And if yeah. they're not, something's gone drastically wrong. Indeed. And what about you, Matt? If you would have shown me this group uh, after the Community Shield, I would have thought we'd waltz to another easy six wins out of six, top the group, you know, give lots of kids a run out at the San Siro sort of situation over again. Now, it's it just depends. I mean, the Champions League is different, and Liverpool is one of the clubs that reacts differently in the Champions League. It, you know, European pedigree, I don't exactly know how it is or how you get, I mean, winning Champions League's helps. But certain teams have it and certain teams don't, you know, City doesn't yet. Spurs don't. Arsenal don't. We have it. Real Madrid has it. Bayern Munich has it. Barcelona has it, you know. Uh, and I think we're going to we're going to see a reaction. You know, I think as Kevin Sullivan said earlier in the chat that, you know, we're a team built for Europe. And that's just totally OK by me because there's nothing quite like a good Champions League run. And these teams don't scare me. We should expect to get out of the group easily. So. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I think, yeah, I think the, the start of the season we've had is probably tainting um, how we think it'll go. It should be a fairly routine group. Uh, the, the Glasgow Rangers, or whatever they're called these days, Rangers, they, the Battle of Britain thing will be played up, I think, you know, as, as maybe a bit more than it should be, but I, I don't think they're a great team. I think we should be able to beat them. They've done well in Europe recently. Ajax, mm -hmm. big churn of players there. But it's a conveyor belt. Someone said it earlier on. You know, they, they'll sell 10 and they'll bring in another 10. And that's the way they are. They, they're not going to be too concerned. Look forward to seeing Ajax with a crowd. Because it was a bit... Because the only time we played Ajax in Champions League mm. was when was the COVID season. It was a bit of a... You kind of wanted to see what, you know, that, that sort of thing of a crowd. Because you, you don't play Ajax very often, to be fair. So yeah. I'm looking look, look forward more to the Ajax game, to be honest. Yeah, the Ajax one will be interesting, and then Napoli are just a pig, you know. If we can get out of there with a result, I think that'll be that'll be nice. But that's the one I see maybe being the if there is a banana skin, it's it's that mm. I was going to say the San Paoli, but it's the Diego Maradona Stadium or something these days, isn't it? So um, yeah, so look, we will leave it at that. Uh, Eleven o'clock. We won't keep it too late. Um, thanks for joining us tonight, Chris. Pleasure as always, even though you are messing with the comments and messing with the internet. <laughs> You're welcome, mate. I'll do it again next time we're on. Of course you will. Of course you will. Laura, pleasure having you on. Um, we'll do it again soon, no doubt. And thanks for joining us. Thank you. And Matt, that's all. Uh... <laughs> 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 no, Matt, I'm only messing. Um, always a pleasure. Um, next time you're in Dublin, we'll have another point together. But I just hope there's no Liverpool game on because you are a Jonah. And... <laughs> We will go somewhere with no internet connection. You go, you go to the beach again, or wherever that there place you was you mentioned. And yeah, yeah, you have no connection. We win nine nothing when you do that. So it was a water fun park for the children. But you know, hell and ever. 
Yeah, dead right. Um, now, look, we leave it at that. Look forward to tomorrow, the Champions League. It's always big for Liverpool. We know that Liverpool and the Champions League go together like, I don't know, two things that go together. Um, and anger and Twitter. Yeah, anger and Twitter. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you. Liverpool in the Champions League, like anger and Twitter. I like that. So um, we leave it at that. We've been the LFC Day Trippers, and we will see us all again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.